loaded up their car and uh, we uh, bid them farewell and there was a lot of tears and hugs and and uh, they got in the car that April the 1st, I believe it was, March 30th. So we took over April the 1st, which was April Fool's Day. I don't know if you noticed that, but... And uh, uh, I remember my wife and I, as Brother and Sister Watts, was waving and driving away, and we were like, everybody's waving, and then we look at each other and say, uh-oh, what, what now? <laughs> what have we gotten ourselves into? Amen. And... Uh, uh, there have been times uh, along the way when I've wondered the same thing. Brother Watts, when are you coming back? <laughs> but uh, so capably and steadily, he and his wife led this congregation for 25 years, solidly declaring truth from this, from this pulpit, from this platform for 25 years. And now he's continuing to minister uh, in, in a different capacity than as a, as a senior pastor. Uh, but we're so glad that... Uh, He's come to visit with his family in Bakersfield that uh, he's taken time to come and be with us today. And I'm so grateful that Brother and Sister Watts have come, first of all, all the way from North Carolina, but then taken time out from visiting with their family to come visit their extended family, uh, which uh, uh, you and I are part of that. And if you've never met the Watts, just meet them after church and you'll be a part of the family too. And uh, they're wonderful people. God bless you, Brother Watts. We're so, so thankful that you're here and we want to hear you. Tell us a few stories, reminisce if you want to, and then preach the word of the Lord. God bless you. Thank you, Brother Brown, and praise the Lord. Amen. How? Let's just give him praise this morning. Father, we love you and thank you, praise you, give you honor and glory today. We magnify your wonderful name. Amen. What a privilege of ours it is to be here. What a joy to be with Brother and Sister Brown and this fine church today. Brother Brown said some very flowery words there a few minutes ago concerning us. But I know and you know you have a wonderful pastor. My wife and I have rejoiced many, many, many times that Brother and Sister Brown came and took this church and leading it on to great things in God. And the end is not yet. By the time he's here 25 years, there's going to be a lot of things happen. He'll have a bigger building, and uh, I've seen that on the drawing board already, and maybe even outgrown that one. Praise God. There's just really no telling what God will do. I want to say it's, first of all, it's good to see each and every one of you. Why don't you be seated for a few minutes? <clears throat> It's good to see each and every one of you. You cannot help but reminisce a little bit when you come into congregations such as this. Uh, I was just thinking some of you were born after we came here. We were at the hospital, in fact, when you were born. We, uh, and now you're grown and on beyond that. And if I just look back over this congregation this morning or looked around a little bit, uh, you have a way of associating people with events from the past and things that happen. And uh, I could take a long, long time this morning pointing to several people in this congregation that were a blessing to me and my wife when we were here. And it's just such a joy to see you going on with God. Uh, some of you, I see you getting like me, a little less hair. You know, my wife really... You know, coming over here this morning, she said, 
You know, when we were here last time, or since, since back this time, I've got a little, a little bit more gray hair than last time. And then she turned to me and said, but you've got less. But that's the joy of living with my wife. <laughs> no, seriously, we have a wonderful, wonderful time together. I told her just not long ago, it's been a wonderful journey over the years that we've walked with God, lived together, and we're looking forward to January celebrating our 56th anniversary. And God has just been so, so powerful and so good in our lives, and we are excited about that. I can look around the building and see some changes that have been made, good changes. And if I look really hard, I can see a few things that we did when we were here. Brother Steve and I did some things around this building, some things that were installed that are still here. But I like what I see uh, in the changes that have been made. I went downstairs this morning, and what a difference downstairs. Great for youth, young people and youth and classes and all of that, and we are just so excited about it. Some of the young people, I can't believe you've grown up so much. You were still supposed to be, you know, this high, and now you're this high. Uh, Things just have a way of changing, but I'm glad God's faithful this morning, aren't you? Amen. And we are excited about being here this morning, so thank you, Brother Brown. Let me bring greetings to you from North Carolina. Our son was pastor, or not pastoring, but he was here when we were pastoring, grew up. Now he's, it's really a change. He's my pastor now. I have to get along with the pastor (laughs) more ways than one. But no, it's been a joy for us, and we know that God was in it. Uh, six and a half years ago when we left here and Brother and Sister Brown came, and we are so delighted to see that. More than the past, we are excited about your future, what things God is going to do. I don't stand here looking back on my past. Yes, I have to for some memories this morning, but I'm not here to look back on the past. I am here to rejoice with you on the future that God has for you. Why don't we turn to the book of Revelation today? Brother Steve told me I was out in the land of dryness now rather than humidity, and it is affecting my throat a little bit. But we we want to read from the book of Revelation, chapter number 3. And we want to begin reading with verse number 7. And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, These things saith he that is holy, he that is true, he that hath the key of David, He that openeth, and no man shutteth, and shutteth, and no man openeth. I know thy works. Behold, I have set before thee an open door, and no man can shut it. For thou hast a little strength, and hast kept my word, and hast not denied my name. Behold, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan, which say they are Jews and are not, but do lie. Behold, I will make them to come and worship before thy feet, and to know that I have loved thee, because thou hast kept the word of my patience, I also will keep thee from the hour of temptation, which shall come upon all the world to try them that dwell upon the earth. Behold, I come quickly. Hold that fast which thou hast, that no man take thy crown. 
Him that overcometh will I make a pillar in the temple of my God, and he shall go no more out, and I will write upon him the name of my God, and the name of the city of my God, which is New Jerusalem, which cometh down out of heaven from my God. And I will write upon him my new name. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. Amen. I want to ask Brother Brown to pray that God would just speak to us this morning. I want to hear from what God has to say, don't you? It was about a month ago, right after uh, we found out we were coming out here at this particular time, we were going to be here in Pasadena, that God began to deal with my heart concerning this message. And I want God to speak. And if you will allow me in the course of doing so this morning, I will also preach to myself. Brother Brown, would you pray? Ask God to bless you. Praise God. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let's lift our voices one more time and give him praise. Praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God. Let your glory fill this house, Lord, today. Let your majesty move among us, Lord. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Come on, let's give him some praise this morning. Thank you, Jesus. God, we honor you. We thank you, Lord. We magnify your wonderful name. Praise the name of our God. Praise the name of our God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. God bless you. You may be seated. I'm convinced this morning that we could go home right now and know that we had been in the presence of God, that he had walked among us, and that we had been blessed. What an awesome service thus far. But I really believe that God wants to speak to us from his heart to our heart this morning. And I want to just give this a little title, Living in the Time of the Open Door. I really believe that's where we are this morning, that we are living in the time of the open door. There is no doubt this morning that we are living in the end time, that we are that group of people upon whom the ends of the world are come. And I want to say this this morning, never before has it been so important that we be the church God has designed us to be. Amen. The days to come are going to be so important to us to be everything that we can possibly be for the cause of Jesus Christ. We need him more than we have ever needed him before in all of our lives. But I want you to know something this morning. God is ready to do for us Anything and everything that needs to be done in this hour. We're not alone, friend. And God has promised us an open door. Amen. 
I believe the church is poised. It is positioned for the greatest move of God that we have ever seen in all of our lives. I've seen some good moves of God. So have you. Such a service as this morning. But friend, God wants to do more than bless us. God wants to do more than cause us to rejoice in his presence. God's got to work for the church in this hour. Amen. And God will do anything that we can do. We just need to understand this morning that we are living in the time of the open door. It is without question that we could say this morning that we are living in unprecedented times. I've seen a lot of changes in the years that I have lived in this earth, and some of you who are much younger have seen changes, but not like we are seeing now. Every one of us in this building this morning have been impacted by the events of this, this last year. We were promised change you can believe in. It's not been what we wanted it's not been for our good, but you better believe this morning it's changed. I want to say it this way. Life as we knew it will never be again. We keep talking about, you know, when things get by and things get back to normal and, and things are like they used to be. I might as well just be honest with all of us this morning. Things are never going to be like they used to be. We're living in an entirely different day. God is in the midst of what's happening today. It may not be his will. In fact, I'm sure that some of it is not. But God is in control of what is happening. Now, we need not get disturbed at all of these events that are taking place around the world today. Around the world, people are calling for a new world order. Amen. They really are. Things to change like they have never changed before. We've gone from G5 to G8 to G20, trying to balance the power and economy in this world. And even now they're talking about no longer using the dollar for the standard for oil trading. Euro may soon become the standard for the world currency. I read somewhere just recently that the U.S., is the world's biggest debtor nation. All of that comes as a shock to us. But the Bible talks about a time when men's hearts will fail them for fear and for looking upon the things that are coming upon the earth. But let me say to the church this morning, this must not be, cannot be, amen, cannot be where our focus is. In this hour... We've got to look unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. In this hour, our trust cannot be in houses, lands, money, or anything that this world has to offer. Our confidence has got to be in the one who's the creator of this heaven and the earth. Our confidence this morning has got to be in the one who has never lost a battle. Our confidence in him this morning will take us through anything that comes our way. 
I don't know what's coming. I'm not here to predict gloom and doom this morning. But I am here to say regardless of what happened, let me look to Jesus Christ. Get my eyes upon him. And if I can do that, the soul song says the things of the earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. Why don't you clap your hands to him this morning? God, I thank you. God, I praise you. God, I believe you today. Praise the wonderful, wonderful name of Jesus. In, a, in our text this morning, and if you would read on down just a little bit further, you would find a church that is exactly the opposite of the church of Philadelphia. It's called Laodicea, the self-satisfied, the complacent church, a church that said you are rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing. But the Lord had an entirely different opinion, said you are wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. Amen. You, you see yourself entirely different than I do. Let me just say this morning that in every church, in every church, you're going to find those who are hungry for more of God. Those who desire more than they have ever had before. You will find those that are not satisfied with the status quo. But you'll find also those that are just contented to let life drift along just like it is. Hallelujah. I want to be this morning in that Philadelphia church. The church that the Lord said, I know thy works. You've kept my word. You have not denied my name. I'm going to keep you from the hour of temptation. Now, we don't know. The, you know, we could put all kinds of things in there, but could it be that this hour is one of those times of temptation? We're going to be tempted to try to work it out ourselves instead of depending upon God. But he said, I've set before you an open door, a promise that was made to Philadelphia, but not to Laodicea. And so let me just say this morning, I believe the church, this church, this church, Pasadena, California, is living in the time of the open door. We're living in the time when God's putting the things together. This is our day, and this is our hour. And he said, no man is going to be able to shut that door. I want to tell us this morning, no man, no event can shut the door on what God is doing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to tell us again this morning, no man, no event, nothing that happens in my life, nothing that happens in your life this morning can shut the door on what God has planned for this generation. God has a move of God plan. God has a divine outpouring of his spirit plan. God has a move of God like we have never seen before that's planned for the church of this day and of this hour. Oh God, help us to understand this morning that we are living in that time when there's an open door for the church of the living God and nothing is going to keep it from happening, friend, if we'll just let God have his way. Hallelujah. 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 A song that was popular a few years ago 
And I just happened to think of it as I was preparing for this. Beyond the open door, there's a new and fresh anointing. Brother Brown, I believe that with all of my heart. If we can just step through that door that God wants us to step through and begin to walk where he wants us to walk. Amen. We've lived, some of us in this church, Sister Becky, have lived for God for a long time, right? We passed by Denny's and guess who we thought about? <laughs> Sister Becky. But it's been a long time. But I'm telling you, I'm not here this morning to look back on what was, what is even. I am here to say that right now, today, amen, October 18th, 2009, there is an open door for the church of the living God. And God wants to put a new and a fresh anointing upon the church like he has never done before. There's a place we can walk with God. There are things that we can have in the spirit that really belong to us as the church of the living God. Oh, I know. we. You know, and this has been one of the struggles of retirement. You know, you, you're not in the pastor's seat anymore. You're not in the driver's seat anymore. And sometimes I don't preach for a month at a time. But, Brother Brown, there's something in my soul today that says, I don't want to live, amen, just on what I had. Yeah, I could, you know, there's a spirit that wants to say, take it easy, you're retired. But I'm telling you something, I can't retire from what I have from God. God wants something in the powerful in the church of the living God today. I don't care how long we've lived for God. It's not time to cross our arms and sit back and take it easy. It's time to get refired in the Holy Ghost. It's time to get a new and a fresh anointing upon my life and upon yours today. And let God do a work like he really wants to do. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I believe there's a revival like we've never seen before. God said it's going to happen. He said in the last days, I will, I will, I will, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dream. Your young men shall see visions. God's going to pour out his spirit in measure. I thank God, Brother Brown. I don't know how many of you said received the Holy Ghost, but I thank God for every one of them. I believe God is going to start bringing them in like we have never seen before. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You know what? I couldn't help but notice the courses you were singing this morning. Because along with that, New and fresh anointing is going to come a restoration of joy. Hallelujah. The Bible says the joy of the Lord is our strength. And when we get that joy flowing in, oh, but you don't know what I've been going through. It doesn't matter what you've gone through. 
get your mind off those things and get your mind on Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And what he can and will do for you. And you will see his presence. You will see the joy of the Lord begin to flow in your soul like you've never seen it before. And along with that is going to come a peace of God which passes all understanding. Amen. So let's talk about living in the time of the open door for just a few minutes this morning, getting down to what I really want to talk to us about. To live, for us to walk through that open door, number one, we're going to have to leave the familiar and the comfortable. Now, I like comfort. I've got a comfort zone just like you have. But I'm praying, God, get me out of it. Because only beyond that will I be able to walk through the open door. And to live and to move under the anointing and the direction of the Spirit. I believe there are three things that God asks us to have. Number one, an open mind. Number two, an open heart. And number three, an open hand. I want an open mind to God. I know when some folks think you have an open mind, that means you just tolerate anything. No, 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 no. There's no truth outside of truth. And there's no use to preach anything else besides truth. Truth will never make allowances for just anything that folks want to believe. Amen. We don't need that. But we have a God this morning who is well able to meet the challenge of this day. And we need to understand God is for us. Amen. God is on my side. He knows the way that I take. And sometimes he chooses the way that I take. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And so when we're walking with him... Those paths may not always lead exactly where we want them to go, but I've got to have an open mind to what God really wants in my life. These days are going to require that we walk by faith and not by sight. Amen. Uh, I can't always look at things and see logic in them, but if I can trust him, I can see his hand in all of those things. Amen. The Lord said, my thoughts are not your thoughts, and neither are your ways my ways. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. What I think plays an important part in my life. What I think about guides me. What I think about points me in a direction. It sets a precedent in my life. It will choose for me the path that I will follow but I want, to understand, I want to understand this morning, I can't keep thinking carnal things and expect the Spirit to work. Amen. If I want the Spirit to work in my life, I've got to begin to think on spiritual things. And There are so many carnal things that involve themselves in our lives that if we are not careful, they plan our lives for us. They choose the things that we think about and the things that we, the paths that we choose. But I, I'm here to declare this morning, if there's ever been a time that we need to begin to think like God thinks, amen, think his thoughts and let him speak to our hearts. It is this day and in this hour in which we live. My thinking needs to become just like his. Oh, God, talk to me today.
Show me today, Lord, what you want from my life. And we can, you know, we can call off statistics of all kinds. But just not too long ago, a freshman class at a Bible school, there was only one young lady that could quote the books of the Bible. What are you saying? I'm saying there's a lot about this book this morning that we need to get acquainted with all over again. It needs to become a part of my life. It needs to be dear to me. I've, I've got to hide his word in my heart that I can continue to walk with him. I, I can't build my plans on just my plans. God's got to be included in those things that I want for my life. In fact, he's got to be at the top of the list. And every one of us certainly should make some plans for our life. We shouldn't be one to just drift along and let it however the cookie crumbles or however the ball bounces. But there needs to be something in my life that Jesus Christ gives me a strong foundation through his word. And if I will plan my life according to his word and build my things there, I will be successful in my life. I may not be as successful as some people would like in this world, but if I can be successful in him... That's really all that matters. Oh, God, give me a mind this morning that is open to the Spirit, a mind that is founded upon faith in the Word of God. Hallelujah. I know Jesus, one time, came to a, a couple of blind men. They asked him, Lord, would you restore our sight? He looked at them and said, do you believe I'm able to do this? Yea, Lord. How many of us this morning things that we have need of in our life. Jesus Christ was to step into this place, and he is here this morning. When we have this need in our life, we ask us the question, do you believe I'm able to do it? If we're not careful, the answer, oh, sure. But do we really believe it? I want a faith this morning that's not just a flippant, quick, off-the-tongue answer, but I want a faith that says, God, because you've done it before, I believe you can do it again. God, you've met my needs before, and I believe you can do it again. Hallelujah. God, you've ministered to me, and I'm here to declare this morning, friend, God is faithful. But let me ask you this morning, what would you, what could you believe him for this morning? If you were to step in this place right now, could you say, Lord, yes, I believe you for it. Why don't you just lift your hands for a moment and say, God, I've got this need, but I'm believing you for it this morning. <laughs> God, thank you for it. Thank you for it. Thank you for it. Come on, thank him for the answer this morning. Thank you for it, Jesus. God, I'm going to thank you right now. I praise you. I praise you. I praise you. Praise God. You see, we'll never, this, this could go on and on. We could take it to a lot of different areas this morning. But let me just say, we'll never seek God for those things for which we have no faith. Amen. I don't care what it is. You won't really seek God if you have no faith. God, give us that faith of an open mind this morning. We need an open heart. 
I want to have a heart for the things of God, Brother Brown. Amen. You know, where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Things that are important, our heart tends to follow. But I want a heart this morning for the things of God, not the things of the world. The Bible talks to us about doing the will of God from the heart. You see, this old heart's got to get into it this morning. Oh, we can go through the motions all we want of living for God. You know, I've been around, I've had the Holy Ghost for 53 years. Yeah, I know how to do all that stuff. Clap my hand, raise my hand. But it's got to be more than that. My heart's got to get involved in my walk with God. Amen. And in this hour, we need to be sensitive to what the Holy Ghost is saying. Notice in the book of Revelation, I think it's after every one of them, he said, He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. We've got to be sensitive not only to what God is saying, but to what God is doing in this hour. Amen. God is so good at working behind the scenes. God is so good working. He doesn't demand that he be out front in everything that he does, but sometimes he's, he's working where we don't see him. But if we are sensitive to him, I, I read the story somewhere a long time ago that a safe cracker used to file his fingertips. Now, I don't want any safe crackers after this is all over. But he would file his fingertips so that when he turned the dial on that safe, his fingers would be more sensitive and pick up what he needed to pick up on that. What are you saying, brother? I'm saying we need to get rid of some stuff. File it away. Take it away. Rid ourselves from it so that we can be more sensitive to what God is doing. We can't do that if we're loaded down with a lot of things of this life. Amen. We can't do that if we are always listening to the voices of the world and the things that they have to say. But could it be this morning that God wants us to get rid of some stuff? It can only be done through prayer and crucifying the flesh. I sat last Sunday in a service for the John Mullings, and he made a statement. He said, many times we look at prayer as an event. We go into a prayer meeting. Well, I prayed my 15 minutes. We show up for a prayer meeting at church. Well, I prayed my time. But what did God really do in our lives? Did we lay anything down? Did we crucify the flesh so that God could be, or so that we could be more sensitive to the things of God? That's what counts this morning. Amen. Let me hasten to conclusion. The third thing we need is an open hand. I really believe that God wants us to be a channel through which he can cause his blessings to flow to do his work. The Dead Sea is dead because it has no outlet on the other end. I'm sure you've heard that many, many times. It just has an inflow, but no outflow. 
God wants us to have inflow and outflow. Praise God. Early days of, of Guidepost, all of us perhaps are familiar with that magazine. I read this story just not too long ago, and he said in the early days of Guidepost, it was a struggle financially to keep Guidepost open. And they, they were continually looking at their struggles and their finances and wondering what they were going to do about it. So in one of their meetings, they invited this very wealthy woman of the city to come to one of their meetings, and they were hoping that she would make a large contribution, amen, just to help guidepost out, you know. And she sat there and listened to their negative reports, one after another. What they, and finally she stood up and said, you know, all I have heard is what you lack and what you don't have. And then she said this, the person who lives with an attitude of lack will never have enough. But the person who lives with the attitude of abundance will always have enough. So I guess I should ask myself the question this morning. Maybe you can listen in. Do we need an attitude adjustment sometimes? Amen. You know, when you look at Job, many times we're, we're tempted to look at him and look at all that he, he lost. But when you look at what Job had left over, he had enough to carry him on through until God restored everything he had lost and then some. Amen. I read the story of a man in the Depression times who... You know, many men lost everything they had. They took their life because they had nothing left. This one man looked at himself and he said, the only, only thing I don't have is money. Got everything else. I can begin again. And he did. I want to tell us this morning, God wants us to not look at what we don't have. I preached that message to myself this morning because it, it's just human nature to look at what we lack and what we don't have. And we can think it, oh, if we just had this and just had. I want to tell you something. We've got a God that owns the cattle on a thousand hills. Amen. We've got a God who is riches in everything. There's nothing that is lacking in that this morning. Praise God. And so we don't need to live with that kind of an attitude. It will destroy us. The Bible said that Isaac sowed in a time of famine, and he reaped a hundredfold. Now, when you look at that this morning, it, first of all, it just doesn't make sense. I know when we first moved over to Charlotte a couple of years ago, uh, they were in a drought, and we couldn't water our grass. There was nothing there to water. You know, the rivers were running low the lake was getting drier and you can't even water your grass you can't wash your car you can hand water your flowers and that's it and guess what my grass dried up there was nothing left but dirt but Isaac said you know what it may look like famine all around here but I'm going to sow now, he could have played it safe. He could have said, I'm going to keep the seed that I've got 
Maybe later on it'll start raining and I can plant and have a crop. But no, he said, I'm going to sow now when it looks like failure. And I'm, you know, I've often wondered, well, what about your neighbors, Isaac? What do they think? You know, dumb guy, you know, planting seed when there's no rain, there's no nut. It's famine, don't you know it? But I'm sure that a little bit later, one of his neighbors said, you know what? I wish I'd sown some seed. I'd be reaping a hundredfold too. And maybe another neighbor down the road. You know, I thought he was a fool, but not so. It may seem foolishness to the world for us to have an open hand to God and let take what God puts in our hand to give, and God will take it and use it. But you know what? Isaac used what he had, but when it was over, a hundredfold. God spoke to me some time ago. And, you know, I'm living in retirement, all of that, fixed income. Thank God he's supplied everything. But God spoke to me, and he said, if you'll just be generous to my cause, I'll be generous to you. You'll have enough. And I can testify this morning, what I have given, God has given back. I need an open hand this morning. <laughs> because an open hand is the only thing God can work with. If I've got a closed hand, God can't do anything with it. But if I'll just say, God, you bring it in and I'll pass it out. God has, has done that and more. I want you to know something. God will never fail us. Why don't we stand this morning? Praise the Lord. We're living in the time of the open door. We need an attitude adjustment. I want his thoughts to be my thoughts. I want to walk through that door because there's a new and a fresh anointing upon us as the church of the living God. Oh, I want that this morning. You know, I can, I can live like I am and miss what God has. I can continue as I am and never have more. And I'm talking about more of Him. I want more of Him this morning. Let's lift our hands to Him. Let's ask Him to come down right now and talk to each one of us. and praise the Lord right now. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. God, we praise you, Lord. We worship you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah.
Sometimes, uh, sometimes when we're faced with difficulty or stress or pressure, uh, the human tendency is to retreat, is to kind of shrink back a little bit. It's like maybe this isn't the direction I should be going, and we, we tend to shrink back. And the problem is, is we've got to understand that if we're moving in the direction that God wants for us to move, there's going to be spiritual opposition. There's going to be opposition from the enemy that's going to come against us. Whenever you take a step toward God, you can expect some arrows to fly. Amen. Whenever you take a step of faith in obedience to the word of God and commitment to God, you can expect negative things to come your way. And sometimes in our human nature is to, oh my goodness, I got to step back from that. And, uh, and we pull back from our, 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 our commitment to the Lord or our faith in God or our uh, steps of faith that we've made. And we step back from it when in reality, uh, there's just like Brother Watts said today, there's an open door set before us that if we'll step through, it's like all of a sudden here's refreshing. Here's something new. Here's something encouraging. Here's something that's going to lift my spirit. Have you ever felt like, you know what, I cannot go on any longer? I've reached my limit. I've reached the end. I believe that when you're at those points, at those places, that there's an open door before you that you can step through, that there's fresh anointing there for you. Amen. And I, I don't know, but it just hit me while Brother Watts was preaching when he said, fresh anointing, not the old stuff, not the stuff that uh, you have to draw back on your memory for, not something you can say, well, I can remember the way it felt, or I can remember what God did for me years and years ago, but it's something new. God wants to make some new stories in your life and bring some fresh events into your life. Hallelujah. Yeah, you've got to have an open mind, an open heart, and an open hand. But in those times of stress, when the storm is blowing, it's our tendency to close our hand and close our heart and close our mind off. And let's just protect ourselves. But God says, step through. Step through. Step through the open door. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the name of the Lord. And for some of us, it's, I believe it's not too far away. It's right there. It's right there. Maybe it's just a few steps away. And you got to keep walking. you got to keep living for God. Amen. I wonder how many people, how many people have thrown in the towel, 
thrown in the towel and quit. And they're two steps away from, from refreshing. Amen. They're two steps away from renewal. And so the question today is, are you going to quit? Are you going to throw in the towel? Are you going to give up? Are you going to close up like a clam and just say, I'm just going to sit here like a, like a hedgehog and roll up and just hope that I can weather the storm? Or are you going to continue to move forward in Jesus' name? Are you going to continue praying? Are you going to continue reading your Bible? Are you going to continue trusting in God? Are you going to continue to be faithful to Him? Praise God. Hallelujah. In just a minute there, we're going to sing this song again. And, and I want you to make that a statement or a declaration regarding that decision based on your posture here in a minute. If you feel like you want to continue forward and you believe that God has an open door with fresh anointing, because we need it. I need it. I need it. You need it. You need something fresh. We need something fresh in our spirit. If your posture is, I want to step through that door. I want to be a soul winner. I want to win souls. I want God to use me like he's promised that he would use me. I want that anointing on my life. Praise God. As we sing this song again, I want you to vote that that's what you want by moving out of where you are and just stepping up here and gathering up around the front. As we sing this song, I want you to lift up your hands. I want you to offer yourself to the Lord again like you did some of you many years ago when you bent your knee at an altar for the first time. There's a new and fresh anointing. Hear the Spirit calling. You too, walk on through the door, for the Lord will go before you into a greater power you've never known before. Beyond the open door, there's a new and fresh anointing. Hear the Spirit calling you to go. Walk on through the door, for the Lord will go before you into a greater power. Lord Jesus, you've never. I'm going to do what I feel right now. What I'd like to happen right now is not that anybody else is less important. We're going to pray for everybody right now. But I want just if you can just scoot back from the platform just a little bit. And I want every married couple to come right up here to the front. I'm just going to do what I feel. Brother and Sister Watts, I want you to pray for these people. Every married couple, every couple, husband and wife that's here, I want you to come forward right now as a couple. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. In the name of the Lord. First of all, I'm going to ask Brother and Sister Watts to pray for every marriage. Amen. Every marriage in this place. God has something fresh and new, not just for your marriage, but for your ministry. Amen. That God has something fresh and new that he wants to do in your life. And as they begin to pray, I'm going to ask him just to lay hands and pray on these couples. And Sister Brown and I will, can, will do the same. And then in a minute, we're going to pray for those uh, single parents or single adults that are uh, serving God, many of them by themselves. But first of all, let's pray for these families. Those of you that aren't here with your spouse.
So I just want you to reach forward and pray for these right now and pray that God would bless marriages. Pray that God would open understanding about new areas of ministry and effectiveness and serving in the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, uh, that there's an open door. There's something fresh and new and encouraging. Hallelujah. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Uh, hallelujah. God, I pray for these families, Lord Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Uh, I pray for the homes, Lord God, that are represented by these couples. I pray for their marriages, Jesus. I pray, Lord God, that they could be yoked together. That they would be yoked together to serve the kingdom of God, to serve your purpose, Lord Jesus, in the days and weeks to come, Lord God. I pray in Jesus' name, hallelujah, for their households and their children, in the name of Jesus, hallelujah, Lord, in the name of the Lord, give them grace to step through open doors, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, where he leads me. Hallelujah, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, bless each one of them, I pray, in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. God, we pray for strength, Lord God. Good night. 
Hallelujah. Amen. We have some saints of God that are here right now that they're raising a family by themselves or their spouse is, is not uh, in church today or maybe they're not even uh, a believer. I want those of you that are saints of God, I want you to turn around and join with some of those single people. Whether they're young people or whether they're folks that are struggling to raise families. I want you to pray and encourage them right now. Some of them are serving God by themselves in their home. I want you to lay hands on them and just speak a word of encouragement. Let the Spirit of the Lord lead you right now. Hallelujah to encourage somebody. Thank you, Jesus. That's it. You guys can pray together. The Holy Spirit is flowing in this place in a beautiful way. Hallelujah. Amen. Some of you ladies, I want you to pray with Diana right now. Let's pray with Diana for her, her son Daniel. He's having a real tough time, and we need God to step in on her behalf. Ladies, why don't you join with her in faith right now and believe that God's going to do something there for that young man. Amen. He doesn't belong to the enemy. He belongs to the Lord. We, we commit his life to, into the hands of the Lord, and we believe that God can take this impossible situation and turn around. We're going to pray for it and believe in faith. Come on, ladies, pray in faith. Believe God. Believe God right now for it. Hallelujah. 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 Amen, amen, amen. Some of you ladies join with Sister Garland right there. Believe God's going to do a miracle in her life and her family and her household. In Jesus' name, we're trusting God to do what no person can do. Hallelujah. God, you're great. God, you're great. Hallelujah. Beautiful. That's it. Minister to one another. Let the Holy Ghost work. Wow. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit rain down on us. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, God. We're agreeing together, Lord God. We're agreeing together, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. We're agreeing together, Lord God. Hallelujah. Come on, pray in the Holy Ghost just for a few minutes right now. It feels good. It feels good to let the river flow. Hallelujah. Let the river flow. 
Let that river of living water flow. I pray for those right now, Lord God, who are looking for direction in their life, those who have important decisions to make, and those who are looking and wondering which step to take. I pray in the precious name of Jesus right now, because your word has promised that if any lack wisdom, that if they ask that of God, that you'll give it to them. I pray in the name of Jesus that you will begin to make that which is fuzzy clear. That you'd begin, Lord God, to make it known.
clear and easy to understand. We ask in the name of Jesus that you would do this, Lord God, for these individuals, Lord Jesus. Help them see, Lord God, which direction you're directing them, Lord. Make appropriate steps. We ask this in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord. How great is our God. Sing with me. How great is our God. And all will see how great, how great. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Those of you that are seeking God, we're going to encourage you to take advantage of the move of the Spirit and what God's doing in this place. And don't leave here dissatisfied. Don't leave here empty. Don't leave here only having partially received what you came here for. Amen. God's here in this place and His Spirit is moving. Get whatever it is that you desire. Praise the Lord. Amen. Thank each of you for coming to Life Church today. Make sure you make a sacrifice and stretch to be a part of life groups this week so that you can grow in, in your relationship with Jesus and relationship with other Christians. Amen. God bless you. Those of you that want to, you're dismissed in the name of the Lord. Make sure you go down and pick up your children if you have them. God bless. Hallelujah. Let's honor these that are wanting to continue seeking God by taking our conversation toward the back. Praise the Lord. God bless you. Thank you, brother and sister Watts, for being here. What a wonderful, wonderful message. A word from God and a touch of his spirit that's here today. Thank you, Lord. Oh, yes, Lord. How great is our God. Sing with me. How great is our God. Oh, we'll see how great. How great is our God. Oh, how great, how great is our God. Sing with me how great is our God. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, we'll sing how great. Lord, you're great and greatly to be praised. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. 